Hi, Megan. We're back. Hello. With the, with the second part of childhood trauma. In this uh, episode, we're going to be talking about parenting children with childhood trauma. And um, I wanted to start off a little bit just talking about um, kind of being a little blunt about this. I am a, a mother of two adult children. But both of my children in various stages um, had or have had childhood trauma. And um, some of those things we've been able to talk about and work through. And other times, I, I just have a feeling it's going to come back to me um, in various ways. And so for this podcast, what I wanted, or this episode, sorry, that I wanted to really emphasize is what I want to focus on is. I think sharing with other parents or even anybody who wants to become a parent um, or anyone who's caregiving for, you know, children. I mean, there's lots of different ways that you care for children and raise them. Um, I want them to know that, uh, that no matter what you've personally been through, um, there are ways to heal yourself so that you can kind of break cycles and also so that you can raise these children to have, um, understand their own value in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I think what we'll, we'll start out with is what I wish somebody had told me <laughs> and maybe <laughs> Megan, you can talk about what would you want to know? Like, what mm -hmm. would your, you want your parents to have been told? Um, right. if you have something, but I, I really wish that someone had told me, um, when I was pregnant with Dylan, um, that you will be, and you are this child's like source of how they will view themselves in the world. And yeah. if how you view yourself is an indication of how they're going to view themselves, then get fucking help. I yeah. really wish someone would have told me that. Well, that's something that I think people in general just need to understand um that's yeah I mean wow right off the bat Kelly you're I'm just swinging there. hard <laughs> I am and this is not how I've always viewed myself as a parent mm -hmm. or other parents I mean this <laughs> is from a lot of heartache and sorrow and a lot of experience um you know as a family like as a parent but also being within a family and having you know parents. And so I just think, yeah, I really do believe, I mean, it's, it's, if you're going to raise children, it truly is your responsibility to <laughs> figure out your own healing yeah. so that then you can help foster the way that they view themselves and yeah. they're, you know, kind of build security. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's just really interesting how, um, parents just don't, they, it seems like a lot of parents just don't really think about that, or they don't truly understand how much, like you said, the way that they view themselves really, really impacts their kids. And they think like, oh, well, my kid is an independent person separate from me, which is true. But, you know, children are wired to mimic their parents, basically. And so yeah, it, it's just something that it's almost as if it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal or that important. And I don't think that parents consciously think that way, but it's, it's almost as if that's how it's treated. And, um, 
And so I think that that's a, that's a great one to start out with, but you know, that would be, that would have been wonderful to know that right when you were starting out. I remember, well, you know, I think my dad tried to tell me something to the, I mean, I, he got, I didn't let him get anywhere near those comments, but when <laughs> we, you know, we are first, we, it was unexpected. <laughs> and I know that he was just so, so worried about us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it just, it felt like how I can recall this was, I just felt like for a week straight, he was just hounding me. Just, yeah. you know, you don't understand what it's going to be like. It's so hard to raise children. You don't, you know, a lot of like, you don't understand and you don't know what mm-hmm. it's going to be like. And, and I finally, like, I've never yelled at my dad. But I yelled at him. I'm like, you're right. I don't, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing, but I won't know until I go through it. Right. And I, I, and I say this because I think that that's just what people do. We figure out how to get through it the best that we can. And so when I kind of make my flippant, but very pointed, get yourself help. Right. If, Mm -hmm. if, even if you are a parent, you know, right now, or if you are planning to get yourself help, because that's a way that you don't have to just do the best that you can. Because and that's so, impossible. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, it's parenting is incredibly difficult when everything quote unquote goes right. Yeah. It's still so difficult. I mean, you're dealing with these little humans and then, <laughs> and then your life, right? Like the yeah. work and if you work outside or inside, I mean, it doesn't even matter. It's just all the things that come your way as a human being. And then you also have these children to, to raise. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's okay to come back around and to say like, to do what you feel like is the best that you can do to, to try to make your kids happy and healthy and, you know, to do all the things that most parents want. And then it's okay to reflect and realize, oh, I actually, I thought that that was the right thing to do. And looking back, I'm realizing that wasn't. And it's totally okay to go back to your kids and say that whatever, to somehow try to not necessarily fix it because you can't turn back time, but to just acknowledge that like, Oh, well, that wasn't the best way to do things. And I'm sorry if that was hurtful for you or however it makes sense to talk about it, but it's okay to do that. It's actually great as a child to hear your parents say that. Well, you are reading my mind. (laughs) This is not a scripted podcast, but Megan, (laughs) what I'm going to share, I wrote my child, uh, one of them, um, mm-hmm. uh, on their 25th birthday, I wrote them a letter and th- we're not going to totally go in, get into what I consider is a love letter to your children. Um, mm-hmm. but cause I think that's a future episode, but I did want to share exactly what Megan, uh, was talking about because I definitely have worked hard over the last three years to be able to have honest conversations with uh, the both of them, sometimes it goes really well. And sometimes it doesn't, I mean, that's life. Right. But part of, um, being, I think a parent is like Megan said, it's, it's, uh, acknowledging that, you know, you maybe didn't do, you, you didn't do what they needed at that time. So I just want to read, 
um, a little excerpt from a letter that I wrote. So I said, I know your childhood was less than ideal and you deserve better from me. I'm very sorry that I couldn't and wasn't who I needed to be for you. I do hope that as I improve myself, I prove to you that I am reliable, loving, and trustworthy. It's my deepest wish that our relationship continues to flourish. And so part of that, and I'm not tooting my horn, I'm just saying <laughs> in order to get me to say those words to my child, I had to do a lot, a lot of work and a mm -hmm. lot of self-reflection and a lot of um, being really honest about who I was as their parent mm -hmm. and the effect that who I was as their parent, that effect that of what it had on them. And I just feel like, you know, our children, and I know this from experience because I have lived this, but our children, they are going to spend their lifetime finding ways to confirm that they are not worthy. Mm -hmm. And so we, as parents have to help them move through that sorrow and begin, begin affirming their worth. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, like you said, Megan, being vulnerable and, and letting them know when you've not been your best self for their benefit, right? That's all we want as children. I mean, it seems like it's so much, um, not that the doing the work isn't difficult, but it seems so much more complicated than it really is. And you know, most children aren't really asking for that much. They're just asking for consistency. And like you use that, the word reliable. And that's what, that's what a lot of children are wanting from their parents, just the reliable, um, reliable growth, I guess, you know, like actually showing up for recognizing that you need to show up for your child in the way that makes sense for the child, just like with any relationship you have, no matter what type of relationship it is, you can't just do everything the way that you want to do all the time. You have to do what also makes sense for the other person. And so most children really aren't asking for um, anything too complicated or crazy. They just want to see that their parent recognizes that the child needs something too. Yeah. And I do want to say it's never too late. Like you may mm -hmm. feel like it's too late and damage has been done. And yes, damage has been done, but it's never too late to extend that olive branch, if you will. Yeah. I mean, my mom is in, you know, early eighties and I'm 50 and we've been really working on our relationship only for the last, I want to say two and a half years. So mm -hmm. that right there, you know, I just want to give hope to anybody who's feeling like, relationship with your child is far gone and maybe there are circumstances that that it is and and that's okay too right and so yeah. then I would say healing you of that sorrow um it would be I would suggest being a major priority for you right but if you are able to extend I mean I think that telling telling your children how you feel about them beyond like their physical attributes or mm -hmm. their success in their yeah. workplace or sports, like telling them how, you know, what's, what's beyond all of those kind of outer exterior things that, that the environments that they're in and how kind they are, right. right. How thoughtful they are. 
Yeah, because, you know, what I hear from so many peers and really people of all ages who I get into a discussion about what their parents are like, there are most of us, you know, as children, no matter what age of children we are, but most of us as children, we want to hear that from our parents that they see us for the human beings that we are. And it's such a stereotype to you know, to have that phone call that, you know, obligatory phone call where you update your parents on what, how your job is going, how your spouse is doing, or if you don't have a spouse, then, you know, better assuage them of the fact that you are dating and you do want to settle down, you know, like there's just those Mm -hmm. stereotypical things. And it most of the time comes from a good place. You know, parents want their children to be successful and healthy and, um, moving forward in life. And I think that comes from a a long history of humans in certain areas of the world, just not having, um, a very comfortable life and having to work really hard. And so it comes from most of the time, a good place, but we're more than that as humans. And so it's just such a common theme that I've noticed with people that I've talked with where, you know, they either are like, Ugh, you know, I just had this conversation with my parent. And once again, all we talked about was, you know, I updated them on my job and I updated them on this. And like, they, you know, they, they cleared the information that I'm safe and I am healthy. So they did their due diligence by raising a human being that still exists in the world and lives safely, but then that's it. That's where the conversation often stops. And maybe that's because the parents don't know how to have that com- that type of a conversation that goes deeper than that with their kids because they didn't do that very much when they were younger. Yeah. So it might be really uncomfortable for them. But that is really um, what most parents or most children feel like they're missing. Yeah, I mean, I think what we're talking is about affirming their inner character. Mm-hmm. Right. That's helping them to identify like their internal values, um, which I think will help them understand what's really important as a human. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was thinking like all of the frustration that, you know, telling my kids to, you know, help clean the kitchen or help do this. And there's as a parent, when they don't do those things, there's a lot, I actually had a lot of anger mm-hmm. that came through as frustration and I'm sure it didn't feel good to my children. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, I mean, I come to this episode, obviously wishing that I would have done things much differently and I can sit here and look back. And as I'm trying to repair the relationships that I have with my children, I also think about, you know, how can I help others and in what ways can I at least just give them a different perspective than maybe what they're living right now or what I lived in as Mm -hmm. a parent. And I think that, you know, if I wrote down just like, look, you know, especially when they're cleaning and you're just like, yeah, you should have, because you live in this house and, you know, you kind of create this attitude about cleaning and whether or not they've done it success or failure. Right. Mm-hmm. But if, if your child like does a fabulous job at a chore, there's nothing wrong with telling them like you clean the shit out of the kitchen. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with giving them a good job and you know, not in a sarcastic way. Either. 
And that reminds me, I mean, it's so true that we, we in general as humans have a, an easy time focusing on the negative and a harder time focusing on the positive. But, um, there are so many times that we've all heard parents or bosses or whoever, whoever's in a position above us, typically somebody who's older than us that says, well, I had to deal with this. And back in my day, it was this, and my parents didn't let me get away with this. And I urge people to pause and think that sucked, didn't it? I mean, there are certain times where somebody might, your child might be being a brat and they, you might need to give them some perspective. There are absolutely times where that's the case, but there's a lot of times where you use your shitty experience as a reason to make your child have a shitty experience too. When you could stop and say, oh, I actually didn't like that. That wasn't helpful for me. That made me feel not great. And I don't want to give my child the same experience. I'm going to make them have a more positive one. And it's really difficult for people to do that, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. It is. I think another thing is, and we've talked a little bit about, you know, being vulnerable, you know, our kids. And when I say our kids, I'm talking about anyone who's listening or, you know, Mm -hmm. they do amazing things every day and, Mm -hmm. and they accomplish things that we just believe they should accomplish. Right. Yeah. And, or that they should just be, Mm -hmm. but wouldn't, wouldn't it be awesome if like, as a parent, we told them like, wow, that was so inspiring. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could have done that. Yeah. You know, like making a speech or, I mean, it's just like things, our kids do amazing things. And so, yeah. Well, and saying like, that must've required a lot of effort. You put in so much effort into doing that. And it's not that, I mean, I think a lot of uh, people are afraid of coddling too much and, you know, the participation award, you don't, that's not what it has to be. It doesn't have to be that you get the same treatment or benefit or whatever as somebody who does something at a much higher level than you. It's that you're acknowledging that there's a lot of things, like you said, like a speech or, you know, something that seems minor in school, that's actually really scary for your kid to do, or they did a really great job on a project or whatever. And we all want that. All of, all of us children and parents who had parents before, they just wanted to hear from their parents that, that it's, it's acknowledged that they, that they put in a lot of effort into doing something and, and it's, it's okay. Like you said, it's okay to actually give your child a compliment on something. Well, it also made me think about how, how much just like for me and my job, I have gone like the extra mile or just Mm -hmm. doing a really freaking awesome job, right? Make things easier for other people. I solve problems. I, take a disaster and create a project plan and move it forward. Like Mm -hmm. freaking sometimes it's above and beyond my job. (laughs) And I'm sure many, almost everyone could probably say that about their job that they go above and beyond. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I have a boss who actually acknowledges it. And Mm. when I first uh, came to work for her, it was so hard to accept that oh, acknowledgement yeah. and think like seriously at one point she was in tears because she was so thankful that I was able to help out mm-hmm. and and it was the most bizarre experience for me yeah. but I think that that's because 
we aren't told often enough how thankful people are for, for what we do. Right. Yeah. And so it's just, that's just an example. I'm 50 and I had mm-hmm. a hard time listening to that. Right. Yeah. But time has gone on and I understand who she is as a person. I'm like, so thankful that she is willing to tell me, you know, say those things to me because it feels really good. And it's yeah. right. Doesn't like, it? I kicked ass and I deserve that. Right. Right. And our kids should feel that too. And I did want to say, I wrote down one thing. I said, stop the bullshit that kids these days are weak and too soft. It's true. (laughs) And, and giving them accolades and telling them that they're wonderful. That is actually making them stronger. Yeah. Yeah. To deal with life and to be human and have empathy for others. And Mm -hmm. that's honestly through the hustle and bustle of daily life, that's what we want our children to who we want them to be. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does help. And I mean, they're, it's almost like a placebo effect. Um, not that you should be like lying to your children and telling them something just so that you can get a specific result. But like, if you're, if you're constantly being told that you're not good enough or, whatever it is and something negative, you're going to believe it. And that's what we started out this episode on, um, you know, that sort of concept. And if you're told regularly that you are doing a great job at what you're doing and you're confident and you're, um, you're infectious with your enthusiasm that you have or, um, spreading positivity around or whatever positive characteristics, if you, if you're regularly telling your child, or your friend or your spouse or whoever, if you're regularly giving them that positive reinforcement about the good things that are going on, that person is going to continue to hear those things and to, um, to keep going with, I don't know, I'm brain farting right now, but they're going to keep going forward with the good things that you're telling them. And they're going to focus on those things but if you're always telling them about how they suck or that they're never good enough or they didn't clean their room enough or whatever, that's all, all that they're going to remember and they're, that they're going to focus on. They're going to internalize it. And then it's going to go into every other facet of their life as they grow up. Yeah. And I do want to say, I don't want anyone to take Megan's words literally. Like it's not you saying, a parent saying you're not good enough. It's the way the, the words that we use that mm-hmm. make them feel like they're not yeah. good enough. Right. Like, right. I just want to clarify if someone's listening, well, I don't say that to them. No, but we do it in other ways. Yeah. You know, we solidify this unworthiness in, in different ways. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I just, I think as parents, you know, I think that this what we're talking about today, I think there's varying levels. And I, and so I think today is a very simple level of how to better, I think, communicate to your child, be a little more vulnerable to them, um, you know, feed their inner character, right? The good qualities, like feedback on their inner character is super important. Mm -hmm. And I also think, you know, looking giving them the opportunity for real learning after a mistake, definitely aside from appropriate consequences. Yeah. It's okay to be angry when they F up, like it's okay. Right. I just think, and this is totally from my experience. Um, when one of my children really effed up and, and I, 
have, I'm not going to say what they did until I talk to them and ask them if it's okay, because I think that these are really good examples um, where instead of, uh, you know, a consequence that's appropriate, we also attached a lot of shame to that, you know, to that fuck up. And so, so what's going to happen and what has happened is that shame just starts building and building and building with more times that they screw up, we're piling more shame on them. And I don't think that the, the real lessons were learned instead. Mm -hmm. It was, I do one thing, even though there may be a string of things, but in their mind, what they're thinking is, well, I'm a fuck up anyway. Absolutely. So I might as well do this really bad thing anyway. And I can yeah. tell you it happens because I've experienced it as a person or a parent. And I've absolutely experienced it as a child. Well, um, and the amount and of friends that I've had that have said something like that. And some people have said those exact words. And then some people have said variations of that where they just, and I've felt that myself in different ways too, where it's like, well, this is all I'm good for, or this is all I'm capable of. So might as well just whatever, you know, and it, it really does. Um, it really does affect you when you're regularly getting that, um, that type of shame. And it's not intentional. A lot of the time, sometimes it is, but a lot of the time it's not, the parent is not intentionally trying to shame the child. They wouldn't think that what they're mm-hmm. doing is, um, it is intentionally shameful. That's not what they're trying to do, but it ends up happening that way because they're not really thinking about how the child might be taking <laughs> their response to the child doing something right. wrong. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I think again, like I said, what we're sharing here are just a few like suggestions. This is mm-hmm. by no means like, you know, there are, uh, in all relationships, there are deep issues, you know, and historical issues and generational issues. So I just, I don't want to be, um, I want to be cognizant that what we're talking about is, is although really important, it's a little surface, right? We're not Mm -hmm. taking into account everybody's experiences as a parent or as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do just think, hey, if you're a parent right now, or you're thinking about being a parent, what are some little things that you can do to help your children see themselves differently than they do or as they're growing up, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the message I want to come through. Um, And then in future conversation episodes, I think we can kind of tackle some, some larger issues. I mean, there's definitely lots of things that have happened in my life as a parent that I do think would be very helpful to people Mm -hmm. um, just so that parents know that they're not alone and that, you know, many things happen in family dynamics that are not talked about, such as addiction, um, things like that, that you feel very alone as a parent, but it happens so often. It's almost like the loneliness episode we had. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel so isolated and so alone in that whole experience. But the reality is it, it is so common. Um, Well, and that, that makes me think Kelly with, and this is such a broad question, but with the, a couple examples, like you just mentioned with family dynamics um, that aren't really talked about how often have you had fellow parents come to you and say, have you ever dealt with this with your kid? And I'm just curious. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I, 
never reached out during those mm-hmm. experiences and ask someone else if right. they've experienced it. Right. Which is and so funny so because sad. we all know that, like we all know this. And just like we talked about with the loneliness, like we all, and we know that that's a, you know, an unfortunately normal experience. And we know that, I mean, everybody says, oh, like everybody's family is crazy. Every family has crazy history. It's like, okay, well then why aren't any of us helping each other? Mm -hmm. Why are we so isolated? We're intentionally isolating ourselves because we don't want to talk about it or whatever, you know, or there's embarrassed or, yeah. yeah, or there's a lot of stigma, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like there's even some stigma around loneliness, mm-hmm. Well, why would someone be lonely? You know what I mean? Like, what about friends? What about, I mean, and it's yeah. how, how people are cared for in yeah. their loneliness or as a parent uh, dealing with, you know, addiction of, with their children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother episode that I definitely would love to, to have that conversation because yeah. I think just talking about it, right. Which is yeah. the point of this podcast is just getting it out there so that people have a resource and, and to, so that they're not feeling so alone. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, are you good? I think I'm good with this topic. Okay more. I, mean, I could talk to you forever. Well, but. I know I feel that way too, but we're coming up on almost 55 minutes. So. Oh my God. I thought we were talking for like 20 minutes. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. So, um, yes. So this is not the last parent, <laughs> uh, parenting <laughs> children with childhood trauma for sure. There will be more to come, but we want to thank you for joining us and thank you so much for the feedback and, and really, listening to the podcast we just were talking before this about some of the analytics from the first episode about loneliness and it it just kind of blows me away so yeah. I hope we're helping people and it feels great is, to yeah. get the support from people because we just we just want to help you know people have something to something to go off of for their healing journey for so sure. so until next time thank you everyone thank you